0: I assume all I have is assumptions here, because we knew he coached Under Greg Popovich. We knew we we know that he, he uh coached um Tatum and Brown and uh Marcus and I think Kimba in the world games.
1: That's right. Yep, that, that's, all that's where all four of them went. Yeah, yep. that
0: seems like that's where they got a sign off from uh those players. So um I we know very little about him other than that. Uh, know that these uh, the thing I keep hearing is, and I'm, I guess it's true, is that Nia Long, uh, the actress, is uh, his girlfriend and his, his,
1: his that, that took all but forty seconds to get into, huh, Mac? There you go, that's, <laughs> Nia Long. That's, but that's one of the that's one of the things I know about them. The big girls love that. Chicks
0: love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me
1: a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. All right, another episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast. I am Joseph Pavone. He is, of course, Cedric Maxwell. Max, one hell of a week. Brand new coach announced. Ime Doka is your brand new coach of the Boston Celtics. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've been talking about it all week. I've been talking about it all week, but here we are this weekend. We've had a few days. What's your take on it? Uh, you know, what's your immediate reaction compared to how you feel now? I guess about this move because, it, it, as everyone else is saying, right? It checks all the boxes, right? He checks oh, all the do, boxes. you do my shoulders this like this, so
0: you'll understand it. I'm not sure if it works, but you know what? I used to say, ask my kids, why'd you do that, and they'll go. As I was <laughs> like, you know what? Uh, I assume all I have is assumptions here because we knew he coached under Greg Popovich. We knew we we know that he. He uh, coached um, Tatum and Brown and uh, Marcus and I think Kimba in the world games.
1: That's right. Yep. That, that's where all four where, of them went. Yeah, yep.
0: that seems like that's where they got a sign off from uh, those players. So um, I, we know very little about him other than that. Uh I know that he's, uh, the thing I keep hearing is, and I'm, I guess it's true, is that Nia Long, uh, the actress, is uh, – his girlfriend and his, 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 his that, that
1: took all but 40 seconds to get into huh max there you but go that, that, that's, <laughs> but that's one
0: of the, that's one of the things i know about him i don't know anything else about, i know he he bounced around the nba for a while uh he well you know he
1: Saturday. spent a lot of time in San Antonio, though right yeah, i played, mean that's the part that, that stands out in Antonio, his resume but you
0: know yeah. I, I think that his coaching style will be seen when he actually gets these players to see if he does anything new,
1: Yeah, sort of reminds me in a way, obviously it's a completely different coach, but like when Brad Stevens got the job, remember, it was like no one knew a whole lot about him. You knew what he did with Butler in that program, getting to the Final Four and, you know, that that story about it. And then we had to see him, you know, those first few months, how he was as a coach. So that's true. But I, I just but, think but, that, again, but here's
0: the thing, though, too. He was – that Brad was a head coach already in college. We don't That's know true. what you know. What Doka? He's been a a you know assistant coach,
1: an assistant, I think, right?
0: I don't think he's been a head coach any place. You know, any other kind of league. So, you know, moving over into the the, the big chairs, they like to say, you know, another six inches over to the side, really changes the perspective of of how you handle teams and what you're going to do,
1: right. Well, what stands out the most from his resume is obviously his time with San Antonio and the the experience he had there. What, what I like most about it is what he did against the Miami Heat, you know, those back to back appearances in the NBA finals. And I'm saying what he did. Right. Like as if he was playing. That's, that's the, yeah,
0: that's exactly. <laughs> that's
1: that's but, the point. The I'm, I'm thinking about Tatum and Brown, though. I'm thinking about them taking in the, that, those series. You know, they were in high school around that time, you know, or, you know, they remember that stuff. So I think that resonates with them. And obviously the, the relationship that well, they made here, with what team USA. The
0: what was his decision making, you know, were the decisions that he had to make or implement, you know, sometimes as an assistant right. coach, when things, sometimes it happens is that like Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau was under Doc Rivers. He was the defensive coach and he defensive gurus, right. all those principles And all those systems I haven't heard this about this coach being a a specialist in any area so that's one of the things I want to say
1: well I'm hearing his defense you know I'm hearing that he was a big part of that and 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 that's the that's the experience that I think bodes well with this group because Mm -hmm. they, they went far that that's one heck of a program to come from that's one heck of a school to come from the Greg Popovich school and he spent you know nearly a decade there so I think that's that bodes well for these guys, that experience. But in contrast to Chauncey Billups, I know you were big on that. What, what do you, what, what what do you think? Uh, you know, are are you feeling like they could have waited this thing out? Would you would rather see the Celtics go and get Chauncey, or are you just gonna like wait and see? You're, you're gonna trust Brad on this one. This I, I don't a-
0: trust what what the team wanted to do. I mean, I'm sure that Brad had to do the interviewing process. He kind of knew what he wanted, uh, but again, in my eyes. Chauncey was the the man because of his relationship with Kevin Garnett, his relationship being a Boston Celtic before as a player and his, I guess his general theme of knowing players, uh, you know, the way he does as maybe even a recruiter, you know, once the, once they you know, you,
1: you went there, I don't
0: know that much about Doka when it comes to that.
1: Yeah. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I, I mean, you have to assume that Tatum and Brown had, uh, they were consulted on something, on a decision like this. And, and, and maybe this is their guy. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. that was the, 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 the decision, you know, their opinion weighed in and it ultimately led to this. You know, we will we, we'll never know for sure. But I mean, I, you have to think that because if you're Brad Stevens, like that's the best way to get this team rolling into the next era, we, if you I will. I think that you, you, definitely,
0: you definitely want your two stars to have an imprint on who that coach is considering, you know, where he's coaching, how he's coaching his system. Uh, And then by he cultivated, obviously had to cultivate a relationship with those players when he was in the world game. So I think that that really helped out, you know, from, from, from their standpoint about checking those boxes.
1: Right. You think Brad's two for two? I think he's two for two. Yeah. So far
0: like this. I mean, those systems, Brad coming in, and and you know, with Brad taking the job, with Brad making his first trade, where Brad uh, getting a coach and, and doing that the right way. Yeah, I I feel real good about about these decisions that have been
1: made so far. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild offseason. and of course, the NBA playoffs is still still and rolling. And but the add, Bucks-
0: add on that to get get your boy back, Al Horford coming back into the fold.
1: I like I love it. You know how I feel about that. Somehow
0: bringing Anna Horper back
1: into the fold. You know she's back into the fold. She was always sort of in the in Celtics Nation though. She was always sort of part of it <laughs> from a distance. She always was repping. So now she doesn't have to hide it anymore. I, 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 I,
0: I love I love when I think it was one tweet that she had had up there and said, "We're back, baby. <laughs> We're back."
1: <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. We, we, like
0: we, okay. okay. We we okay we
1: we okay. <laughs> So what's next, Max? I mean, the point guard position obviously is, is sort of everyone's wondering what's going to how's Brad going to address that? Does he go big? Does he try to bring in a, a second tier guard into the mix and 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 give the keys to Marcus Smart? I mean, what do you what do you think happens? What do you think happens there?
0: Well, I think you look at several things that have happened. Are you going to let Evan Fournier? You're going to let him walk? That's another mm-hmm. thing that has they have to. Yeah. But now to move. Kimba's contract. Maybe you're putting Evan in, in a position like that, but I know he's not a point. He's he's a, a two. His his ball handling is is okay, but isn't. It? Would you bring him back? I would love to bring him back. Yeah, I'd love to, bring him, especially. Me to too. I mean, I don't think you can have enough shooters, you know, in the in your in your camp. But he was right. at he was at seventeen million uh, before this contract ended. What are you going to do to keep them, and will you match a contract by another team? I think that's one of the things what you have to think about.
1: Well, you also have to think about next summer, right? Because you're getting about twenty million, you know, you're shaving off twenty million of cap with the trade you did with Kemba Walker, you know, for, for for Al Horford. So that's so that's good, and you're sort of positioning yourself to to be a player next next summer, right? I mean, twenty twenty two, the Celtics could put themselves in a position. To 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 maybe make a splash with I don't know a Bradley Beal you know that name's been connected with the Celtics obviously because his his relationship with Jason Tatum you know that's one route but that's going to be difficult if if you have someone like Evan Fournier you know on the books or if you if you re up Marcus Smart do you deal Marcus Smart obviously that conversation is, is you know people talking about that could be a possibility this upcoming summer what what, what do you think that what, what do you think Brad is you know in, in his position right now. What's best for this team? Do you address the point guard position or do you sort of try to position yourself for next summer?
0: I, I think, Dan, I think if you look at Brad, Brad is a, a visionary and he, he wants to, he likes looking at, he knows as his job now as, a, as that guy, Danny, is to look forward. Instead of a coach right now, he stays in the present. Brad has to start thinking in a, other, a whole other mode. And if you're Brad Stevens, I think you want to have as much flexibility as you can. And if you do sign Evan, then then I think what it does, it ties your hands that much more. Or do you want to go back with somebody like Marcus Smart? Uh, Essentially, when Marcus Smart was out there before, you know, he didn't get those kind of offers that he felt he should have gotten. And I think eventually, you know, you say it, $16 Settled. They settled at sixteen million. Uh, uh, but um, well, that changed this year. Uh, you know, has Marcus elevated his um, his stock? Because um, me to me, Marcus should because I, you know you know how I feel about Marcus. He's just such a he he's a game changer, and he's a winner, and you don't have many of those. Even if Marcus Smart misses a shot, I know he's ready to take the shot. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of guys in this league who would rather make that pass than shoot that shot.
1: Yeah, that's and, true. Uh,
0: that's why I, I like him, and I think that you you need him in his relationship with Tatum and Brown. That's a really that's a really great relationship. So yeah. I was really one to keep I agree with that. Him. And if he gave me any kind of home hometown uh, discount, he, he'd be the guy. He would be the guy I want to keep before anybody else. Guys, I uh, just want to take a second and talk about Marigold, Uh with their stem cell uh, research it has been amazing. I went and did an evaluation and I ended up getting a, uh, a shot and uh, I'm hoping right now I'm going to be back on the court. These guys were brilliant. They communicate well. They give you an education on what it's like, and that is what really, to me, won me over because not only were they going to give me an operation, a procedure, but they were going to educate me about this procedure, and in learning and and being comfortable, that is how you get well, and that's how you become partners, and uh, my big shout out to those guys. They did a fantastic job. Check them out at marigomedical.com. That's the place
1: to be. I would love to see the Celtics put him put him, you know, in that position to lead this team, you know, full time, not on some temporary basis, whereas that was sort of last year, right? It was sort of like, yeah, you're in there, but Kemba's gonna be coming back, you know, and then we didn't see, you know, what, what was gonna happen with Kemba, you know, ultimately getting shut down. That that this would be different, right? Going into the season would be like, okay, Marcus, you have the keys, let's see what you got. It's a contract year. Let's see if your, your playmaking abilities – I mean, he impressed me a bit with his playmaking abilities. Oh, it's I just, mean, you, this, you think about – The Marcus, shot selection, you know, the things that people complain about, we'll see how he meshes with his brand-new head coach. You know, that'll be interesting. Between I, I, those
0: think that, I think the thing that you look at, it, Marcus really was the best playmaker that they had. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, Kimba wasn't the playmaker like that. Uh, everybody else essentially didn't – pack. he had a great relationship with uh, Robert Williams. With the little passes and the oh, little his his yeah. t- his touch was great. People
1: slept on that. People slept on his playmaking. Yeah, this
0: year. so I think that his his ability to set guys up and make them better on the offensive end is 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 kinda of gone for naught.
1: Right, I agree with that. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that's out here saying, oh, the Celtics have to get a top tier point guard, or maybe not even a top tier in the sense of a, a score first kind of point guard, but someone like Lonzo Ball, Ben Simmons, you know, those kind of guys. I just don't think the Celtics have enough to pull off a deal like that right now. The assets aren't there.
0: With ball? I don't I don't know. I think ball could be easier, a lot easier than the Simmons. That would be a lot easier. Yeah, he's a lot cheaper,
1: right, Max? Yeah, Let's keep it, up, the, keep it hundred. He's, he's exactly a he's a that. whole lot cheaper.
0: Simmons is at that thirty million, you know, max, and and he has to do a lot of repair before he's going to help anybody's team, because it, it, he, Philly can say whatever they want to say when we're not going to trade him. You know, he's not going to any place. Well, they better put him in some kind of time lab because Philly <laughs> fan base next year, if he comes back and he's not shooting the basketball, they're they're going to, they, whew, they're he's already the and all that stuff about him. They they are going to really, you know, tear him a new one if he's if he's not more aggressive on the offensive end.
1: I think after what Doc said, when when he was asked point blank, "Does this, this team, is this a championship team?" You know, with a point guard like Ben Simmons, and he just said, I, "I'm not sure." I think that just says it all right there that he's on the oh, block, it, or it, at least going to.
0: But then Doc Rivers later on came back and changed his tune and said, "Yeah, yeah, we can win a championship with Simmons."
1: He's so, gonna make him shoot. Remember, I said that he's gonna I, he's gonna listen to me this time. Remember, yeah. I said that before. Yeah. Last year?
0: That's you know that was the argument last year. I, was like, I mean, you had the same discussion. You were like, Doug Rivers is going to make him shoot. I say. Like,
1: you know, Why would that sound like that? Bro? Why would that sound like that? That's what you said. saying. You're, oh, you want me? <laughs> I, Doug Rivers is going to make him shoot. Well,
0: well, OK. Hold on. Doug, I can't do it in, in your accent, but what do you want me to say? <laughs> he's going to make him Doug Rivers is going to make him
1: shoot. Like, That's a little making, better. That's a little he's better. not
0: going to make him shoot. He's scared to shoot from the outside, and we've seen that. And when he plays with um, Embiid, it seems like it only gets worse than better. I, mean, I assume third, that because I can't think about Rondo, man. You're the, you're the third or fourth option on that team when it comes to scoring. I mean, you think Tobias Harris and, right. and, and Embiid, and then there are times when they'll pick somebody else on that team to be a scorer, and it's, it's – it's never Ben Simmons.
1: It just reminds me a lot of Rondo. Like, it was like, Doc was like, listen, you, you're you going to get these open shots. You have to take them. And it, it was a lot of the times where he would, he would hesitate, or he would even be afraid to get fouled and go to the free throw line because he was afraid to make them, especially in the later years when they leaned on him to be more, you know, productive offensively. But what happened? He started shooting more. He got more comfortable. I just – I never understood why Doc wasn't so adamant about that from the moment he stepped into that situation. Listen, Ben, we're going to get you – you know, some shots up, little by little, whatever it takes, but we have to address this. I know? am
0: I am sure that he did.
1: So, and he, so what, just ignored him? That, that kinda... You
0: can't make a guy shoot if he doesn't want to. You can't. I don't care how, how it look. A guy can hide from the ball. He can do anything. But if he wants it, you want it. If you don't, you don't. It, it didn't do him any favors at all when Joel Embiid said, you know, I'd like to apologize for my knee. Joel, Joel B could have said, "Damn it, you know what? Me and me and Sim, we're coming back here. We're gonna win this thing. Right. We're going, we're gonna win it." And then what it did is instills confidence. But what you haven't heard any of those voices say, you know, nah, no, it's not Sam, he, He's he's good. He's good. He's good. You haven't heard that.
1: Yeah, that's true. They haven't really said much. All right, so what about Lonzo Ball? What, what would it take? What would be your, your godfather offer? If you if you're if you're Brad Steven, I would love to see Alonzo ball in this team. Uh
0: my godfather offer with Alonzo Ball would have to be probably Marcus Smart. Trade for trade. That, That's it. That, that I think that they would be willing to, you know, because I think they would love to have Marcus Smart as a defender.
1: Well, uh, it would have to be a sign and trade, though. That's the thing. And to, you know. You are throwing Thompson. I'm guessing, obviously, you are throwing a couple of future picks, and I, I'm just, I'm just thinking: one, is Lonzo gonna okay the trade? And two, if you're New Orleans, you're like, that's it. You know, I, I don't know if that if that gets it done. Robert Williams, do you, if you throw him in there, does that make them even more excited about the deal? I don't know, but that would be my Godfather offer, you know. Yeah. But is that, you know, if, if you're New Orleans, if you're <laughs> New Orleans, are <you're laughs> like, yeah. But that's where that's where where we keep
0: going. I mean, to me, I don't know how much better this team is with the those small changes that you've talked about, cosmetic changes you talked about. I mean, I, I just don't you know. Make what, make
1: it like Lonzo Ball would make a would make a huge difference. I in think
0: that would, I think he'd be good as a point, but I think then you lose, you know, your defender and Marcus. You know, maybe yes, the other yeah. way around. So yeah. you know, you're not going to have. Alonzo ball and Marcus smart on the floor together as a guards are guard combo. Yeah. Cause yeah. you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have a shooter out there. So that's that, there are a lot of issues that this team has to address. And uh, that's why I think it's, you know, to me, that's why Brad is the best at doing this because he knows the weaknesses and the strengths of this team. And that's why I think it's great to have him in that position because I think he'll be even closer and, I said something the other day on the news that got people excited. And, uh, we were say, talking, and we were talking about Danny's relationship. And I said, well, maybe sometimes Danny was just a little bit too close to the players because how many times mm-hmm. have we seen, you know, Danny with his arms holding the player, talking to him or going through. Normally general managers of teams are in the background. They're in there. You know, you don't see Sean Marks down there in um um brooklyn right now brooklyn, yeah. you know pulling those guys to the side like you know maybe he would do it if if it was at a practice but how many times have you seen danny at a game you know in the middle of that so i think that's another change that's going to be different between brad and danny maybe the relationship or the lack of relationship that personal relationship that you would have with players
1: This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. Now, BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options, such as award shows, TV shows, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Now, don't forget to use that promo code code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag Your online sportsbook expert. You know what else i noticed? The pace. And I know it's, it's early, but Brad's not wasting any time. Well, I feel like Danny sometimes would sort of take his time with deals, right? He would sort of get pieces little by little. Some people would argue that he took a little too long to trade some of those assets, you know, that he, that he stacked up, you know, mm-hmm. five years ago when he had nothing but pretty much what OKC's treasure chest is. It wasn't quite as much, but something similar to what they're doing over there, just stacking up first round picks, you know. And some people say that he was a little too, he, he held on to those a little too long. And maybe yeah. Brad's gonna be different, you know. Yeah. Brad's gonna be very. different. I mean,
0: he's Brad's already different by pulling the trigger,
1: saying, exactly. "Hey, take
0: some of these assets, take some of these these picks we have. Let's swap here and swap there." So, right, hey, you know, let's I get like this going. Situation, yeah.
1: He's got ideas, and he's like, "Let's do this." So, yeah. I, I like it. I like yeah. the direction he's doing.
0: Here's the thing that I like that we don't. We I think out of Brad is you take more of the emotions out of it. And I think, Brad, because he's so analytical, I think he's going to be maybe even more so about picking players. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because you remember Brad in many games, Mini game, You don't see Brad, like, something to make a winning shot. Brad, like, pumping his fist.
1: Right.
0: Brad turns around. the so It goes stone and walks yeah. right to the locker room. Now, he might be excited in there whatever, but.
1: I about the one game winner, he just did one of these. He just went.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I, I have never seen, seen God, I have not seen him one time. Like you said, it's like yeah, you know, like, like
1: Doc? No, Doc, like. Yeah, like <laughs> would be like, like,
0: like, one, like one of those. I have not seen
1: one of like those. Doc who try to contain it, but he couldn't help it sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and, and I, I like that when players do that. I love
1: that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. What was I going to say? I to say something else about it. Uh, oh. I wonder how much say he had in these in these deals, man, especially the last couple of years. Obviously, the last offseason, people weren't failing. The Jeff Teague signing, and look what happened, and the and Tristan Thompson, and, you know, the the, the potential what if, the the, the, the trade that I guess could have happened, no one really knows for sure, that could have happened between uh, the Pacers and them and, and involving Gordon Hayward and the signing trade. Maybe Brad, there was a lot that he wanted to do that he just didn't have the power to. And now we're seeing him put the team in a direction that he believes is going to put them in a, in a space to, to win a championship, win a I mean, title.
0: I mean, I think Brad is one of these guys that you and I have talked about before. You know, you talk about you're around the hood and you're going, stay in your lane, dog. Stay in your damn lane. How I many times I mean, time you've driven your car in Boston, you're going, yep. yo, man, stay in your damn lane. Stay, stay in your lane. lane.
1: Well, I'm well, over here. You over there. Yep.
0: yeah. And that's the same thing you talk about a general manager and a coach. You might want some things, but there's not a lot of stuff. Unless you're like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick Belichick has all the lanes. He's driving them all up. He picks them. He's a general manager, contracts, league. Bill does all that. And and he's done a great job of wearing all those hats. To me, not a lot of people can wear so many hats. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: uh, you know, you and I are going to talk a little bit about, you know, Bill Russell being uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame as a coach. Right. And I thought about it initially. I'm like, well, he only won one championship. Then I thought about it again. I said, he won one championship and he, he was won a two. Player. He won two. He was a player, yeah, player coach. coach. He was yeah. a player yeah. coach. I think he only won one as a player coach.
1: Oh okay. Yeah. It was it was two as a coach, but one was as a player, one strictly as a coach. Yeah.
0: You know, I just just a player coach and you look at it, you going, that's a hell of a accomplishment. Because not a lot of guys in the NBA. I mean, Lenny Wilkins did it at one time; as a player coach. Not a lot of guys have done it and been successful the way Bill was in order to win the championship. So, so I like that situation.
1: So he was the first black head coach, for, right? It's not even Doda. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> are you really going? You really going to let really Jay slide on there?
0: this? Seriously, are you really going to go there?
1: I, I mean, can't believe you're going to let Jay slide on it. Did you see what Jalen uh, Rose said? That little that little subtle dig? I did?
0: heard what he said, but I don't.
1: Jay Williams, to me, is
0: very intelligent. We, we Basketball savvy. Knows the game inside out. Why would he even say something like that or tweet something like that if one of his friends was Doc Rivers? That because- would make that would make because, no. Max, would make no sense at all. Because, None.
1: Max, he has this whole racist Boston so racist that this make this has to be true. It's just a, it was like a brain, Doc a brain. Rivers, Doc, he wanted he wanted to get the message out right when the and news dropped. He, and he didn't think about race. it. He had the relationship with it. Doc
0: Rivers already, so that's why I can't go there. If he said he said it was hacked, his account was hacked. Why don't people believe him? I mean, because Max, you think, Mac, he's,
1: you yo, think about yo, so how intelligent he's been. Who would want to put that out there to, to embarrass him like that? That's the way you embarrass him. And then the next tweet, the next tweet, you 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 say, "Oh, look out! Chris Paul is back." Well, I think like, that, so it, was that him or the hacker? Which one was that? I don't. I and don't then three hours that. later, you apologize or you I say don't you got. No,
0: what the? Ha- all I know is we've all been in that situation. Well, you get a text from your friends, and what do they tell you? Don't believe what was just said because my account has been hacked. And the last year, some so it'll be something trivial, sometimes something stupid. And you're going, wow, why'd you? And then then you'll get that next text said, I've been hacked. So forget about it. You know, I, so that's why I believe you know people people hack. People all the time. I, I had somebody to come at me about. I
1: think he know. I think he knew better, but I, I just think he had a brain fart, man. He, he just wasn't he thinking.
0: Too intelligent, too on top of the game to make that mistake. And then that's just me. In a nutshell, I don't I believe, want receipts. I don't believe there was a hidden agenda. with Jay, me.
1: oh my Jay, god! show I me your don't receipts. So, I,
0: don't, I don't believe that. I believe.
1: I want to see. I, I want to see, see an email from, from Twitter support. I want to see emails from Twitter support. I want to see a screenshot of. Your 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 account is safe now. I want timestamps. I want it all, man. I want receipts. He's trying to bury this, man. I'm and not, you know what? I don't you know I what? don't
0: want I don't want a receipt from
1: a this is exactly guy. what he knew. Don't this is what his PR guy, guy told him, He said.
0: Yeah. I'm not Just, looking for a receipt. I'm not looking for one. I mean, this is a guy. I would be I would oh, be shocked, I would be shocked and appalled if in fact Jake, because it could have been somebody who was on his who is what well, his handler for his Twitter account. It could have been some something like that. You all everybody doesn't do everything they say. So he didn't want to
1: throw him under the bus. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah it could have been he didn't want to throw his publicist under the bus or whoever is, was yeah
0: possible. But I i maybe. Jay Williams to me is much too smart for that. Much too smart.
1: That's true. I was surprised I mean, Max mean, I was you, surprised you you you, you, you believe think it.
0: Of, you think about it. When you've seen Jay Williams talk. Most of the time you heard him talk, he's very smart at what he's saying. He is—he gets to his points. He gets in. He gets out. I can't remember a time that I looked at him like, Jay, what the hell are you talking about? You
1: know, it's <laughs> like
0: I, I never remember that. So that's what I'm saying with him. It's like I, I can't buy that one. All
1: right. I'm just surprised, man. I, I thought you'd be the first one to be like, man, that dude messed up.
0: No, nah, because I, I just again I I be- he said my account was hacked. So why can't we just believe that?
1: Me, that's like that's like the, that's like the I go-to mean, excuse, man. I mean,
0: this is the same Joe who who is a conspiracy
1: theory guy. Yeah, you, know, he, you are not, no you not are, about everything. You, about something. you are one of these guys that look at conspiracy no, and go, no, on. I'm not one of those guys because those guys they got like 27 conspiracy theories. I got, I got like four. All right, so well, I'm is, saying, you
0: got four, you got four, you got four, <laughs> four. four, and this this could be number
1: five. <laughs> this, this might be number four, actually. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> all right, let me get you out on this one. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, new head coach, Chauncey Billups. The relationship between him and Dame obviously Dame had a lot to say after he was uh, after the, the Trailblazers were eliminated he was talking about Jason Kidd but Jason Kidd is going to be heading to Dallas to lead the, the Mavericks so yeah. what, what uh is this the tough spot for for Chauncey you know going into this well how do you feel about it
0: oh, I well, I just, no so pressure
1: not a lot of pressure here
0: not a lot of pressure going into Portland he has a he has a great play now the pressure is going to be that you have to advance in the playoffs because Dame is gonna be a point where his Dame is already complaining
1: saying That's what I'm how, saying.
0: How patient do I have to do be? So, exactly. So right. yeah, to, to
1: win he knows, he knows the cap space and all that. He knows that they're not they're not in the greatest spot.
0: To, right to win immediately, that that could be the pressure that you're talking about. Yeah. I, yeah that's um, what I mean. But I i like i like to hire any place that essentially any place that Chauncey went, I would have been on board.
1: I like the dynamic of that relationship. I like, in my mind, seeing Chauncey tell him, "Yo, man, I've been there, you know. <laughs> I've been it. I've been through it. I went through a lot to get to the, you know, finally reach the mountaintop." You know, because
0: yeah. Chauncey was, from an NBA standpoint, he wasn't born with a you know a, a, a silver spoon in his mouth. He really wasn't. Because right. third overall he, pick, he, he, third overall pick. That was that was really cool. But then. It just went away. Mm -hmm. He's the guy Chauncey could have been out of this league, over Europe, wherever he wanted to be, and making another splash. And he didn't do that. And that was. And then he bounced around, came to Detroit, found a home, and became one of the best point guards in the NBA. So, so Mr. Big Shot,
1: it's really cool. Yeah, man, it's really cool. Uh, Bounced around the league a bit, battled with injuries in Denver. You know everything. And when people, just, just when people were questioning him or at least saying that he was a, one of those guys that was never going to pop and be an all-star, that's when he turned it around, you know. And he was around 30 when that happened. So Turning. I just like the similarities between him and, and what Dame's going through right now.
0: Yeah, and you said point guards are – being a point guard in the league is the most difficult position, especially a young one, because not only are you trying to imagine. find your game, but you're trying to make other people around you better. And, and you know, I even think about Dane. When it comes to watching him operate. How many times has he been patient enough to let CJ McCullough do his thing or this person or that person do their thing? Now all of a sudden he goes.
1: Dame time. Dame time. Dame time. Oh, it's unbelievable, man. So that's one of those guys It's just he puts on a show. Like it's just must see TV when he's, he's that
0: dude, man. He is that, dude. He's he's that dude. One, he exactly. is one of he is, <laughs> he is arguably one of my favorite players. And and then when I think it was one of my last times in Portland, well, almost two years ago now. Oh, yeah, you love Portland. When uh, Dame was at the game, and he didn't play that game, that particular game against the Celtics, and he was dressed in a red suit. And it was a fly-ass red suit. So it wasn't one of them bogus Jimmy John, whatever. No, nah, the <laughs> designer that hooked it up. He was wearing it well, had some banging watch on I,
1: for a custom joint
0: I, he's a he's a throwback to you know who he reminds me of from a cool standpoint he reminds me of watching Walt Frazier just really just cool, okay. laid back in the cut I got this thing don't worry about it
1: I like that I like that yeah man I'm, I'm excited I'm excited to see what happens in Portland next year for sure yeah. alright man that's a wrap for this episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast Max you got anything else before we get up out of here
0: I'm good, you know. Subscribe, you know, and all those uh, all those ways that you know how that you you'll yes, go sir. All there.
1: the all the platforms, streaming yeah. platforms, we're there. That's
0: be, right. be, be a friend, be a friend, and and not an enemy. Be a be a don't be a hater. Be a damn congratulator.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Rate, subscribe, of course, the Cedric Maxwell podcast every week. We'll see you guys next week.